actually the level of demand far outweighs that the capital that we have available is, is probably one of the biggest challenges. Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can and yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. Angela Clements is Chief Executive of Fair For You Enterprise Community Interest Company, an ethical alternative to high-cost weekly payment stores. It doesn't give cash loans, it gives affordable credit. How does Fair For You measure its impact? What are the five things Angela believes are essential if you're serving vulnerable people and offering them affordable credit? How do you compete with high-interest lenders? And what have been the biggest challenges to date? All this and more in this episode. Hi, Angela. Thank you so much for joining me today. Could you tell me a little bit about Fair For You and what you do, please? Yeah, of course. Thank you. It's um, Fair For You is a, um, a lending company, but we're slightly different. We're set up uh, wholly owned by a charity and we're a community interest company. Our community is lower income family households right across the UK. Um, and the way that we... Uh, work is that we provide small loans for people to buy essential items for their home. So it's um, fridge freezers, this time of year, tumble dryers, washing machines, um, children's beds. Um, so we don't provide cash loans, but we provide loans for uh, essential items. Um, very flexible, very supportive credit, affordable credits. Um, and we were set up really to take on the uh, the rent-to-own sector with a, an alternative um, that we um, developed really based on sort of market research that we did amongst those that, that were using uh, rent-to-own at the time. Were you uh, involved in setting it up? Um, what made you want to set it up? came out of banking around 10 years ago um, and ran a credit union for five years, which um, was really an interesting time. Centre of Birmingham, community-based, one of the largest credit unions uh, in the UK. Um, and a, a really important, I mean, I, I love what credit unions do, is really important organisations. But we weren't really challenging high-cost credit, which at that time in Birmingham was expanding rapidly, huge, um, on every street corner. Um, lots of uh, different types of high-cost credit, different problems across with them and certainly a, um, a huge impact on poverty in the UK um, as a result of, of the way that high-cost credit was expanding. Um, and it just really reached a point where, I don't know that exactly what all comes together. My my closest friend told me that she had terminal cancer and my, um, you know, you reach a point where you kind of think, well, if not me, then who? And if not now, when? Um, mm. And so I, I left the credit union um, in 2014. Um, at the time, didn't really know if we could actually do this, but a very kind piece of grant funding, um, small piece of grant funding, but essential from Esme Fairburn. And we did some uh, market research. Um, I had an initial plan of what it was going to look like, but uh, we did the market research and we, did, we had groups of um, all moms with children under the age of 10. Some of those moms were working, some of those moms were single moms working, some had got a partner, 
some were single moms not working. Um, and it was uh, really interesting that all of the groups wanted the same thing. So the business plan that, that I'd kind of written got thrown away immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and what became really clear was that if we just delivered what these ladies actually needed, um, then we could create something quite um quite special really it's been a pretty hard journey ever since but that that's what we've done we've been really led by that initial research and what we've created um now wins awards and we're growing in customers and somehow or other uh, we got finally got uh fca license the end of 2015 and as i say been trading just over four years now Mm. You say there um, it's been a hard journey. I think all, all the things I see on um, social media about you are always how how fantastic things are and how much you've achieved and new awards and new things that you're up to. So, um, what what have, have been some of the challenges that you've faced in in the last five years? Then, yeah, I think one is. I mean. Um, is getting our brand recognized and known and uh, lots of lots of people support us and are happy to talk about us but it doesn't really always convert to we don't have the same marketing budget as high cost credit um obviously um and we've been i mean we've won an, an unbelievable number of awards it's extraordinary actually um and i'm really really proud of that for how to what my team do here on a an extraordinarily tight budget um but it's, I mean, it is just the, the, the battle for survival, really, to start with. Um, and then it's the, the fight for funds to expand. Um, the fact that actually the level of demand far outweighs the, the capital that we have available is, is probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, we're just, um, we've, we're one of the pilots with Fair for All, um, and we've just had a, um, a a fund uh, from Nesta, which is um, a, a grant that's allowing us to actually develop something to try to tackle the, the huge amount of um, food poverty during school holidays that's being seen. So some of the work that we're doing now feels like it's got real momentum um, and support. Um, and certainly funding is, is the area that I think we've probably struggled the hardest um, to, to, to get. We've actually got 11 social investors at the moment, which so you can see we, we're well backed. I can't complain about that, but it's, it is it um, is to create a UK wide solution just just needs to be funded um, mm. to allow us to take these these big, big lenders on, really. So you mentioned there about having 11 social investors. That that must be a full-time job managing them. Yeah, it is. It, you know, it really is. I have to say I, I had lots of ideas about what I was going to do as a running this. As I say, what, what is, I mean, I'm doing my dream job. It's the job that I wanted to do. It, it, it is the dream business, but... Um, it, yeah, I spend most of my time talking to investors and working with investors. And um, yeah, I, I'm not. I shouldn't complain about it, should I? Because at the end of the day, that's that's what keeps you going. But um, but it is really hard work, and that is the one area that I think affordable credit. I think, as I say, fair for all. And I think a lot of the there's a lot of changing around social investments, and I think people recognise that now that to, to move from social investments. To, to, to a commercial funding line to to be able to really compete with these big uh, high cost credit lenders you know it does require maybe a, a slight change in structure but but yes it is it is it is a uh, 11 is um it's, it's a lot yeah <laughs> it is 
<laughs> Definitely. Um, you're talking about um, competing with these these high cost um, credit lenders. Um, yeah. To me, it, it's like they just need to be eradicated. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I certainly think some of the ways that they they lend or some of the I mean I think it's um, some aspects of high cost credit I, I know the FCA are very active and um, but I I feel that you know there were, there were five key things that we learned out of our market research that people needed um, credit to look like and, and now I'm talking about people who are more vulnerable um, and need to use credit for essential purchases rather than people who um, have a choice whether they take credit on um, to buy a mm. car or something as a more luxurious item. So for essential purchase credit, um, it really needs to be flexible. So it needs to be that when somebody has a change of circumstances and they move either into work or things change or the, the benefit changes or whatever they need flexibility without being punished um, most of our customers will know when they take a loan agreement on that they're going to miss a payment um, that doesn't make them a bad payer it's and it's it's our job basically to try and make sure that a bad week doesn't turn into a bad month just by um, the way we react to that and I think a lot of lending companies make quite significant income at, at those times instead of offering a little bit of support so I think flexibility the other thing we say is tolerance um, that as I say we do know our customers will struggle and juggle on occasion and actually they're the people who most need their credit to be consistent regardless of that juggle that they they go through um, and uh, it needs to be highly visible um, and it needs to be supportive when people need that level of support when they fall off plan for quite a while. Um, that's sometimes because they've had a change in life that is not always within their control. People have to move home sometimes. We see a lot of people with um, sort of, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of issues around financial domestic abuse and lots of, lots of people going through pretty tough lives, quite frankly. Um, and the family gets hurt through all of that. So the need for us to be um, sort of supportive and patient through that is really important. But the other thing that we need is definitely to be affordable. More than everything else, credit needs to be affordable for people that most need it. And I think if you can get those five um, ingredients or five uh, key aspects um, right, then I think that we would change the way credit looks in the UK. And, and I, I do think there isn't a place anymore for high-cost credit that is not prepared to be tolerant and supportive of the customers that have to use it. Definitely. It's um, definitely a, a, a growing um, area in that, that people are, are becoming more dependent on credit, particularly where they, like you say, they need it for their essentials. How, in terms of yeah. um, the work that you're doing, do you, do you look and measure your, your impact and the difference that you're making? Well, we do have social impact reporting. We look at what we're lending uh, for and we try to make sure that the the loans are relatively short. People only pay, there are no arrangement fees and people only pay the interest for the period they have the loan. Um, we did have some um, independent research done by the Centre for Responsible Credit that identified that each time that we 
um, deliver a loan, we save somebody £527 on average compared to going to a, um, a rent-to-own store for a, a similar item, um, which I think is, is, is quite a staggering amount, bearing in mind our average loan is about £360. So it, it just shows really the level of, of, of how important credit is on essential items. Um, as I say, in terms of, of making sure that we're leaving a legacy benefit for the credit in the household that that's one of our driving aims really we believe that all credit should actually benefit the household rather than just create legacy debt um mm-hmm. very important how we manage that and and how we support people as i say when when they're struggling for to make repayments that that i think is the telling of the affordable why the affordable credit sector is so important in the uk really interesting it's it's something that's always in the the news and um, being publicized around um people taking on credit and then not being able to afford it so i, I definitely yeah. see that the need for what you're doing and obviously you, you've talked about yeah. um wanting to expand and, and and make it accessible throughout the uk and yeah. you've got 11 social investors um do you, do you see this becoming more more mainstream? Definitely, yes. Okay. I think it's essential that we become mainstream, really, because I think really that's the last um, the last way that you can damage high cost credit. Um, at the moment, there's a, a genuine view that well, you need to have a form of or types some types of high cost credit because this is a difficult sector to serve. And we have to charge these kind of interest rates at 1,300% or whatever because somebody has to do it and it's expensive too. And that's why you've got to have affordable credit make it to the mainstream and why you've got to have supportive and tolerant credit that actually works for the people that most need it. Um, mm. and, and and if we don't do that, then really we leave the, the companies that we're trying to compete with and we're trying to um, make behave better the only way that we can tackle that in the end is through regulation um, and regulation on its own only achieves so far really what you have to do is to provide a, a good alternative and one that our customers would want to choose and I think that's that's the point that we we found through our research more than anything else was that our customers are really savvy they're really switched on they manage every pound far more closely than I have ever had to do um, and if they had better alternatives available, they would use them. Um, a, a surprising number of our customers will overpay their payments every month because they know that by doing that, they get their interest down because they know they'll save money. So if they can put extra money into their loan, they will do so. That might sound like backwards levels of savings, but, but nonetheless, it's around how people manage their money. It's about how they they don't really want debt hanging over them. Um, and a lot of the reasons that people end up in debt is really the way it's um, sold, the way that it's the affordability checks are not always as careful as, as they should be. But more importantly is that what you've got is some lenders really taking a very large income stream out of people who are really juggling and struggling until the point when they can't cope. Um, that's the point where it kind of... Um, you know, reaches uh, reaches a tragic point for a lot of people. It, it becomes really difficult for them to just maintain their whole household. Um, so the need to create an alternative 
that comes in at a much earlier stage. Um, and obviously we can't fix poverty overnight and we certainly don't know that we can fix it altogether but we can certainly reduce material poverty over a period of time if we are saving that level of money each time we provide a loan for an essential items what we have is families who are able to actually overcome material poverty and have the key items they need for their family and their household and their home um, without having to take on that level of debt um, and I, so I think that's that's really the, the legacy that we would like to see in every family household is that whilst we can't stop people being poor, they, they shouldn't feel that, that material poverty in, in their home to the same extent they currently do. To me, this has um, parallels with this, this the idea that capitalism is, is broken and that we, we need to, to focus on more than, than just profit making and the, yeah. the idea behind all, all of the, these high costs lenders at the moment they're obviously profiting out of, of people being in debt and taking on credit yes. and it, it's really yeah. um stepping away and, and people recognizing that that kind of, of structure in terms of a business doesn't actually work and it isn't compatible with what no. we want for society in general well, I certainly think one of the reasons that we've been winning the awards, which are voted by our customers, so those are the only credit awards we really win are the ones where our customers are able to vote because they're so passionate about what what we do for them over a period of time. And, and I, I would say to the, the, the high-cost credit company, really, that you'll get much more loyalty from your customers. You'll get customers who want to come back. Even when they they have struggled and fallen off plan, they will choose to come back on a payment plan because they want to come back and use your service again. But but I, I do think it's really important that um, that we redress some of that. I mean, as obviously, we have no profit objective because we're owned by a charity setup that's that's purpose set up to to alleviate poverty. So so we don't have a profit objective, and we are driven and the, the, the driving force is is our consumer research and our customers' voices very very powerful in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I I do think that there is aspects of that model that are actually also quite commercially sustainable. You know, people wanting to come back and use your service rather than having to have a much longer-term um, benefit for both sides of that arrangement. Um, that's my, my personal view anyway. But I do sound a bit like I'm a, a communist, don't I? I don't, it's so funny because I come out of banking. And so I do sometimes surprise myself at how passionate I can get about it. But I, I really do. I listen to my customers talking about the impact it has and how all of a sudden they've got money left in their purse every month. Um, you know, it it really does change lives. It's um, it's it's quite powerful when you we have on our website for anybody who's interested a lot of customer stories and when you hear it in their own words, talking in their own homes about what it really means to them. It's uh, it, it I, I I would challenge anybody to to listen to some of those stories and not not just get a slight uh, lump in your throat. That would be me. I'll probably get tears in my eyes. I usually listen to um, any of the, these. Um, stories from people from all kinds of different social enterprises and I'm kind of like oh my god I just want to cry (laughs) that's definitely me (laughs) very powerful no well it is it's very powerful indeed yes it's more Mm. than the numbers on the page isn't it yeah um so um tell me what you've got planned for this year well I mean we're hoping um as I say working with one of the pilots with Fair for All so hoping to secure um, our funding for our expansion um, 
and uh, adding a lot more retailers onto our website. So at the minute, we've got organizations such as Stonelm and Carpet Right, and um, we work with lots of organizations. Um, and, and so expanding our online high streets, expanding our range of products, moving towards groceries, which I think is, is the key in terms of addressing food poverty. Um, but yeah, really a, a lot more of the same, to be honest, actually. It's, it sounds quite dull. There's nothing, nothing really extraordinary, just trying to do a lot more of it and um, mm-hmm. going out a little bit wider, I hope, working with more organisations. So I'm really grateful to be uh, involved in your podcast because, quite honestly, as I say, reaching more people and explaining what we do is, is now, it's got to be more of my job without a doubt. So thank you for the opportunity for that. That's all right. Um, in in terms of um, people finding out more, what um, where can people go to find out more? Um, our Facebook page or our website, uh, www.fairview.co.uk or .org.uk is the charity. Um, can uh, contact me directly. I'm on LinkedIn. Always happy to to, to link and chat with anybody. Um, but yeah, please do. But please do look us up because we, I think, really more than anything now, what we want is people to to kind of get behind and find ways to 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 work with us. Um, and you know, we we really would welcome um, any engagements, any supports, um, and particularly where that helps us to reach a wider audience. I think that now is our key thing, is uh, trying to make sure people know that we exist and that there is an alternative to rent to own stores in particular. Okay, um, get in touch, please. Yeah, you've got the details there. So yeah, so. please do. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really, really interesting. Definitely an area that that's very much needed. So thank you for coming. Oh, you're welcome. No, thank you again for the opportunity. Thank you. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why not leave a review or rating? And if you'd like to be on the show, then please get in touch via my website, makeanimpactcic.co.uk. Thank you for listening.